0: Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3,
1: 770 CHQR.
0: We are back just coming up on 207 this afternoon here on Afternoons on News Talk 770. Andrew Lawton in for Rob Breckenridge today and tomorrow as well. But as I said yesterday, we'll take things one day at a time here. Take it slow and all that stuff, right? Well, the election not far behind us, but still a councillor making a splash here. Jeremy Farkas posted on Facebook that he would be opting out of the pension as well as the transition allowance for which he is eligible as a city councillor. Now, the rookie councillor from Ward 11 has been met with praise from the Canadian Taxpayers Federation, a representative of which we'll speak to in just a few moments' time. But I wanted to delve into the actual decision itself here, so very pleased to welcome to the show Councillor Farkas from Ward 11 here. Councillor, congratulations to you belatedly, and also
1: thanks very much for your time today. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So why make this decision? It's pretty simple. It's because a promise made is a promise kept. It came up throughout the campaign about the back-breaking taxes that small businesses, families, and seniors were facing. I think as City Council enters major union and budget uh, talks just later this month to close a nearly $200 operating shortfall, we need to make clear that nothing should be off the table to reduce costs. So I made this decision after consulting my partner and family. And to be clear, it involves the pension but also the transition allowance that's awarded to councillors after they've lost or they've chosen to retire. Part of it is because... I was elected so early in my life as one of the youngest councillors in a generation. Over the course of the payout, city taxpayers would have to contribute more than $5 for every dollar that I put in. I think the CTF estimated the cost of this decision, if I were to serve for 12 years, would be about $1.1 million dollars.
0: So in doing this, that is obviously a significant cause over the lifespan of your pension or what would have been your pension. In the day-to-day, though, this is not a huge dent in the budget. Is this more symbolic than practical?
1: Well, I think every situation is different, and I just felt that uh, this was to be the, the best decision to make in the meantime. I think, though, to be clear, I think providing retirement retirement benefits is reasonable. I, I believe, though, that public sector compensation should be competitive with the private sector, but not substantially higher or lower.
0: So is this going to be your first and last statement on pension, or would you like to, as Councillor, move to scale back pension for all of your colleagues who are
1: going to be receiving theirs? So right now, I want to consult my constituents. Basically, the question is sort of twofold. Uh, there's two schools of thought. Uh, the first is that it says that, say, councillors, politicians, they should have an influence over the, their pay, that they should be proposing reforms either for or against. The other school of thought says that this should be de- decided fully independently. It should be an off uh, sort of arm's length uh, citizen committee who studies this and comes back with recommendations for me i'm undecided on that i want to hear from my residents in ward 11 to give me a little bit of direction do they want to see me propose changes that i think would be more reasonable or do they want me to stay silent on the matter and let it be reviewed independently i have an open mind to that
0: I know you're still going to be, for the next little while, figuring out exactly what comes along with this job, what perks and what benefits and all that stuff, but is there an avenue that you would like to pursue scaling back other of these things as you really learn what they are? I mean, if we look at that famous uh, video from Toronto City Councillor Rob Ford at the time from a few years back, he was sitting at that table and he was cutting up all of these membership cards that he was getting as a councillor. Is something like that something you feel needs to be advanced in Calgary?
1: Well, a big piece is salaries, wages, benefits, and overtime. Over the past uh, recent years, it's gone from about 35% of our operating budget to about 50%. I have a lot of concerns about the uh, solvency of these defined benefits, uh, pension funds. We we have an unfunded liability that's putting future taxpayers on the hook. And if we want to tackle that uh, increase in our property tax bills, we're going to have to look at that Components, and I, I'm not saying that, that we torch the place and I think though that we need to be a little bit more methodical we need to make sure that future enrollments uh, better reflect what uh, city taxpayers can afford as well as uh, offer something that, that will be fair I think for politicians if I were to speculate I think a one-to-one to a max of say uh, five to seven percent of your income is pretty standard as far as RSB contributions in the private sector.
0: Is your goal to basically say no to any expenditure that comes across your desk?
1: Well, it's about value for money, right? It can't be the smallest government possible. It should be focused. I think that there's a lot of things at City Hall where we could do more uh, with the same. There's things that uh, we could spend less money on, and there's some things that we could be spending more on. And to our, uh, it's a great advantage. uh, Later this uh, month, we're going to have that opportunity in the 2018 budget to really comb through that over the course of a week to go line by line
0: what are the other areas you'd like to tackle right out of the gate i don't mean the things that might come up down the road but the agenda that Uh you have coming into this role now
1: well, I've hit the ground running on a few different promises. Uh, the first is around accountability. Uh, at the end of every meeting, I've been starting to ask for a roll call. So you have an idea of which councillors are present, uh, who left early, that sort of thing. And what I did for the first time on Monday at our meeting was to call for a recorded vote on the motion to move into a secret session. So I think Calgarians pay more and they get less than other cities because of that culture of secrecy. Right. Council in the past term spent so much time in these secret meetings, its about 750 in all, that from now going forward, I'm going to ensure that there is a written legal reason that the item uh, has justification, and that those councillors and the mayor who are supporting moving into the secret meeting are actually put on the record to do so.
0: What are other areas where you think that without actually changing policies or, or legislating things into existence, you as just an individual counselor could lead by example? I mean, your pension is a notable, a notable example of this. What are some other areas where you think that might be within your purview? Uh,
1: also, say office budget. I've chose to only hire one assistant at this time because we're just getting, uh, just getting off the ground. Uh, in terms of the expenses, uh, I have just old furniture in my office personally. I don't need brand new stuff. I, I'm happy to use what, say, Councillor Pincott uh, used before me. And there's a lot of other areas where you can lead by example, whether it's brown bagging at lunch and, and so on. But these are sort of small change when you think of, say, the $4 billion year operating budget.
0: Now, this is not at all to impugn your motives, but I know many of us in Calgary and Alberta, across the country have seen the office corrupt the people inside it. And how do you avoid that? I mean, how do you avoid getting sucked into that world where, hey, I can get someone else to pay for this. Hey, I do don't do not do not have to pay for this out of pocket and so on.
1: Well, we campaigned for about two years. We knocked on about sixty thousand uh, doors, hearing from so many. It's, it was nearly 100,000 Calgarians who are out of work, uh, the high office vacancy rates, spending so much time on the campaign, and it's so fresh in my mind and all of the decisions that I make when I go into the chamber. Part of it is also, say, term limits. I'm going to be advocating for that. I'm committing to two terms myself. I think that uh, we have to bring the service back into public service. It should be Elected office should be a service rather than a career, if that makes sense.
0: Well, I know there are a lot of people texting in right now saying they hope you stick to it, so take that as your mandate, and it certainly is a case where you are leading by example, which I know a lot of people have been long awaiting a politician to do. So thanks very much for that, Ward 11, Councillor Jeremy Farkas joining me on the line now. Councillor, thanks very much. Thank you. All the best to you, sir. We are going to come back in a couple of moments and talk about the bigger picture here. What are areas where expenditures could be reined in and put more in alignment with the private sector? And where can we focus more on having value for money? We're going to talk about that in just a few moments' time here with Colin Craig, Interim Alberta Director for the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. I also want to take some of your calls and texts here. What I see from Councillor Farkas is incredibly positive here. He's not saying no other politician should have a pension. What he is saying is that he doesn't need one, and he's not going to take it just because it's offered to him. 403-974-8255, 403-974-8255. And I would also add along that vein there, people need to hold any politician who makes a promise like this to account. Don't let the corrupting influence of power play a role. And it sounds like he's aware of that and doing his best to make sure that this is the line he sticks to. And I'm very glad someone is texting in right now saying this is just a stunt. Well, a stunt or not, he's doing something good. If someone cuts my taxes by 20% and they do it as a publicity stunt, I don't care. My taxes are still getting cut. I think that's a pretty overwhelmingly positive thing. 403-974-8255. This is Andrew Lutton in for Rob here on Afternoons on News Talk 770. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.